in the 50s, it was quite usual for uh, psychologists to take an interest in memory. And this was following on from Frederick Bartlett's work uh, in Cambridge. Uh, there was, uh, he studied uh, memory. And also the early experimentalists, I think I'm right in saying in Germany, uh, liked to study uh, or try and derive the rules of memory by getting people to learn word lists or to learn nonsense syllables. Um, and as I say, uh, Bartlett's efforts of studying memory would get people to recall a story. And uh, people hadn't entertained the idea there might be more than one memory system in the brain. Um, and it was under uh, Donald Broadbent's influence uh, that um, the distinction between what he termed short-term memory and long-term memory was um, explored. And the point about uh, he, the way I think he would regard short-term memory was that this was a limited capacity system that was very labile and had short duration, uh, whereas a long-term memory system uh, was had an almost virtually unlimited capacity but uh, had uh, very uh, stable uh, properties. And he thought that short-term memory was not just on a continuum with long-term memory, uh, that these were two uh, systems, and that this short-term uh, system with its limited capacity uh, provided, if you like, a buffer store so that uh, material could be held while it was uh, being processed in a suitable form for long-term memory. In other words, it was considered uh, not just as a continuum of long-term memory, but a store with different properties that provided the gateway to long-term memory.